With everything that's going on out there, the question is, what should you do today to protect your investments? Who do you listen to? So one of the things I'm going to talk about is uh, the young folks who have podcasts who spew out advice and also some specific strategies to help you sleep better with your portfolio. Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks, and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. So I uh, just got off the treadmill and... <clears throat> Excuse me, as is the case, usually I'm listening to podcasts, as I'm sure you do. And one of the things that hit me, was I started, I couldn't listen to this, but this, uh, I usually listen to a podcast of a young investor who talks about something called wealth hacking, easy ways, I think, to make money. And um, what I find interesting is the <clears throat> podcast expert, as well as many of the guests, have been investing for anywhere from five to ten years. So they started as you would think, uh, when things were either at the bottom or changing and they've never been through a true economic cycle. Yet, <clears throat> spew out this information and, and talk about um, their expertise. So I want you to be careful. I, I'm Certainly, as you know, if you've listened to me long enough, this isn't an advice podcast. This is simply one that tells you what I'm doing and why in the hope of, um, you know, turning that coin flip a bit into our favor. And it... <clears throat> The reason I brought it up is last time, as you know, I talked to Jerry Santucci, who's a 60-plus-year-old entrepreneur investor who's been through many cycles, of, as I have, and who does provide investment advice to his clients. And, and there's a difference between an expert and someone who sort of lived it for 40-plus years and someone who's been dabbling for the last five or ten. The other concern I had is in, when I started the podcast today, this... Uh, individual was talking about selling a Airbnb because, you know, in the off season, the numbers went down, not able to continue with the same cash flow. And so trying to sell that property to be able to take the money and trade options on the stock market. And if you know anything about options, options are either you're betting on an upside or downside pretty much. And uh, eventually one of those two things probably will happen. The question is when. So the timing is important. And, uh, you know, the discussion that he was bringing to the listeners really was that it's an easy way. It's an easy way to diversify, which I thought was very dangerous. So please be careful if you're out there um, listening to different podcasts, just as if you're listening to advice at your bank from a manager or someone who calls themselves an investment advisor. Um, make sure you understand their history of, of investing, what they've been through, uh, what they do themselves and what is their net worth. And, um, you know, what's their philosophy? Because when times are good, everyone's a champion. But when times get tough, that's when you really learn um, <clears throat> not only your own uh, makeup, but also that of the advisor. So be careful. I want to talk about a couple things today. One is the the method that I'm using to try to provide some insurance. Uh, as you know, as you follow the news, there's been some pretty bizarre things happening out there, whether it's in Canada or if it's in um 
the, sorry I had a sneeze there, if it's in the Canada or the United States. And uh, so the question is, how do you provide yourself with some portfolio insurance or diversification? And I'm not suggesting options. So here, here's what I've done in the uh, retirement accounts and what we continue to do in our real estate. So with with the retirement accounts, I'm recommending, a, um, I'm doing a 15% cash in the account to take advantage of any downturns. And I've also purchased a very small position in two really financial products that trade, one on the Canadian exchange and one on the U.S. exchange. And both of them go in uh, direct opposite reverse, some even at a higher ratio than one-to-one, when the market drops. In other words, when the market goes down, these actually go up. And I purchased them so that when that does happen, and eventually it will, I'll be able to um, sell the positions and simply buy more stock. The first on the Canadian is <clears throat> symbol is HIX, and that is one that, uh, again, is in reverse of the Canadian market. And on the American, it's SRTY, and that's on the U.S. market, ProShares. It also goes in reverse. Now, sometimes these, these uh, shares do funny things. The market may go up or down, and they don't necessarily often go that way initially because they're changing positions. Interesting enough, the SRTY pays a small dividend of just over 1%, which is very strange for this type of, of vehicle. So it's a very small position, I'd say less than 5%, uh, and it's only there to psychologically help me understand that if the market drops, I'll have opportunities to raise more cash and buy more stocks. Now, what's happening on the real estate front, and I'm sure you're aware if you're in the... Um, in the uh, in the business is there's there's a really strange thing happening because we're having a, an election here in Canada. People are offering different kinds of incentives should they get elected for new home buyers. And while interest rates continue to be at really historical lows, it's very difficult for entrepreneurs and young people to get uh, mortgages, even when the numbers make sense. And I've I've worked. Uh, with a number of them and helping them purchase their first properties, whether it be commercial, primarily some residential. And, and it's because the banks um, wouldn't really consider um, their character. And I, I find that to be probably, when, when I look at loaning and lending, character is, is the major factor for me. Um, and I think that when bank decisions and lending decisions are based on numbers, very quickly we'll be talking about an artificial intelligence or some software program that's going to replace most of these bankers who make these decisions because they're not seeing or understanding or even uh, being able to to appreciate um, the opportunities that uh, people see. So one way to diversify in real estate is not just in the type of property, but the community where you invest. And so I, I firmly believe in that. And also the different vehicles that you may use, whether it be um, single family or duplex or multi-unit or industrial commercial. Continue to see opportunities in different uh, cities, and we also see that the, one of the primary um, barriers to investing are municipalities who have really outlandish and out, uh, just just ridiculous tax uh, numbers, and, and it's like that here in my community of Chatham-Kent, where things are totally out of control, and you're going to be paying you know, basically over 4% a year on taxes on a commercial property, which is uh, higher than the mortgage rates today. And that's forever. And that's only going to go up. So even though you may have a mortgage-free property, you're going to continue to pay 4%. And that certainly stops development, certainly stops 
people looking at this community for investments and, and unfortunately the politicians who, you know, collectively seem to have the IQ of the, you know, the, the, the lawn chair you may be sitting on, they're never going to understand it because they don't have any skin in the game. They don't invest. And uh, many of them in my community are just general failures in life and in investing. So that's unfortunate, but that's um, who we have who we have there looking after and trying to be stewards of the, in my community, the 350 plus million dollars in taxes they can uh, spend every year. So be careful. Um, I should also point out, it wasn't too long ago I was being told that, you know, buying that 400 square foot condo as an investment in Toronto was a great idea. And I, I again, I'm reminded that not only do you have taxes to deal with, you also have um, the management fees of those condo corps based on, you know, a small group of people who make decisions about how your money is going to be spent, very much like a municipal uh, sort of community. So you're, you're looking at a double taxation on the condo. So unless it's uh, something you're going to live in, I, I personally am not into anymore. I had a condo. We had a condo for a, more of a recreational, and we tried to rent it. Uh, this was before Airbnb became uh, popular, but I'm sure... It wouldn't have qualified because in our condo corp where we live, you could only rent it out four times a year. So if you rented it out for one day or three months, you could still only do it four times a year. So it had a, a significant number of restrictions, and the condo fees were gradually uh, going higher than our, our taxes and insurance combined. And uh, so it was time to, to get out of that position. So I'm, I'm a little leery of the condo idea. And, and the second part, some of these experts that I told you about, especially the one I was listening to, talked about buying uh, negative cash flow properties in the hope that they would uh, go up in value and you could sell them and realize the capital gains, which again is a is, is very risky and I don't consider that investing. So please be careful. And, and, and be careful as well when you listen to my podcast. You know, I'm in a different situation and, and than you. I'm I'm where I am at 63, and so you need to take everything with a grain of salt and, and think about that. But it, it, hopefully you've learned something from the podcast, and I'll keep putting them out there as I describe what we're doing. So we're involved in some construction now. I'm not going to get into details because we're not finished, but we're doing some exciting new projects, and some um, pretty exciting things are happening in uh, different parts of Canada. So all the best in your investment. As again, I purchased those... Uh, the HIX on the Canadian Exchange and SRTY on the U.S. as insurance as well as um, providing about 15% cash in the investment accounts to take advantage of any downturns. Again, I'm Dr. Henry Speck for Shrink Money Advice. You have a great, successful week or two, and I'll speak to you again next time. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 